Hey guys. So before we jump into today's episode, I have a big announcement that I think you're really going to love. Are you ready? All right, here we go. So the doors to 90 Days One Goal will be opening for the first time later this year. And this is my signature on-demand online training that only opens up about once every quarter. And so if you want to be notified when the doors actually open, then all you got to do is jump on the waitlist by heading over to TeresaForever.com backslash waitlist. So in this program, you're going to learn how to stay committed to your goals, even when life throws you curveballs, what to do when you fall off course so you can maintain your momentum, how to structure your day for improved productivity so that you can overcome procrastination. I'm also going to walk you through how you can overcome fear, self-sabotage, and all the emotions that prevent you from being consistent or staying motivated long enough to see progress happen in your life and your business. I'm going to teach you why trailblazers are able to carve their own path in the world without following the status quo. I'm going to help you to find true alignment and fulfillment in your life by understanding your unique purpose. I'm going to help you to manage your time. I'm going to show you how to take care of yourself while working towards your goals so that you don't end up burning out and overworked. I'm going to walk you through how to manage your responsibilities while juggling your different priorities and trying to build your dream. I'm going to teach you principle-based goal-setting strategies that overcome all of the fluff and nonsense that you've heard over the years about what is required in order for you to achieve your goals. I'm going to show you how to minimize distractions and stay focused so that you can actually begin to see real tangible progress in your life. I'm going to teach you how to create annual goals that are actually attainable and realistic to where you are in your life today. I'm going to show you how to block out the noise in your life that prevents you from growing and getting to your next level. I'm also going to walk you through how to use your mind in order to help you to achieve your goals instead of just allowing it to beat you up every day with reminders of how unworthy you are, how not ready you are, how much you are in need of training and, you know, all the different lies that we believe because we don't actually know how to train our brain to work with us to succeed. And so you're going to walk away from 90 days, one goal with a complete and total goal achievement system to take your life to the next level. And like all of my online programs, you have full lifetime access. So this means that you can rinse and repeat the process for all the goals that you have, big and small. And you will also have access to future updates and, and changes and different things that we add to the program without any additional cost to you. So head over to www.teresaforever.com backslash waitlist to be the first person notified when the doors finally open later this year and while you're on the list i'm gonna send you some really cool tips and things that you can do in the meantime to get ready for your next level the transformation the growth the success that's all to come this year for you all right so let's jump back into today's episode Hey, you're listening to the How to Turn Your Goals into Reality podcast, where I firmly believe that your wildest dreams are 100% possible. My name is Teresa, and I'm obsessed with goal setting for results, using systems to make it easier, mastering neuroscience to transform your life, and helping you to figure out how to get your life to work for you. So I'm a city chick who started an online business with two kids under two years old. And yes, I know I was crazy. <laughs> and I created $4,000 in less than 14 days. 
But that, my friend, was just the beginning. Since then, I've been able to multiply that by helping people just like you to create an impact in the world while living their purpose. And here, I teach you proven strategies and best kept secrets to building a life that is aligned with your vision and helping you to blaze a trail to your unique destiny. Miss an opportunity to keep it real? (laughs) Never. Success and failure mixed with a lot of business plus audacious goal setting while trying to figure out motherhood and purpose are all a few things that we talk about here. So how about you think about this as your one-stop shop, the place that you go to to spend time with your inner circle and to be around like-minded, ambitious trailblazers who are committed to living a life full of purpose and impact no matter what. Grab your favorite notebook, pour a glass of your favorite bottle of Moscato, and get ready to be challenged, inspired, and moved to action. This is where you come to listen, learn, change, and grow. Let's dive in. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. You are now listening to the How to Turn Your Goals into Reality podcast, and you are getting a two-part special. So a few weeks ago, I had a great conversation with my girl, Dr. Jennifer. I call her doctor. She's not an official doctor. But when you hear this episode, you're going to understand why. So we talked about, you know, mindset and mental health and making healthy choices and different things like that, that will really challenge you to take a look at how you're living, who you're being, what you're creating, all that good stuff, and begin to create some real true deep transformation in your life. So without further ado, this is part one of the episode. And next week, you'll hear part two. Hey, what's up? It's your girl T forever. Welcome back to another episode of the How to Turn Your Goals into Reality podcast. And today, oh my goodness. So our guest on the show, I want to call her like doctor, because we were talking for maybe like 20 minutes before this episode started recording. And we were just talking about like, some stuff that we're going to be talking about here, but just her understanding of this topic is so deep. It's so um, like in depth and like weighty, like it's not just the surface level, um, mediocre stuff that you read in Instagram quotes and like inspirational posts and videos. This is like deep stuff that can actually offer you transformation. So I want you to listen to this episode with a notebook and a pencil. And if you don't have that with you, if you're like, you know, on a bus or something, I want you to just open up your a, a notepad or something on your phone, an Evernote pad or a Google Doc or something, and just listen with an open heart, open mind, open ears, because there's no point, I, I say this very often, you guys know this, there's no point in listening to this episode uh, or listening to any of my episodes and just leaving, feeling excited, feeling inspired but not remembering the key takeaway for you because that doesn't produce change. That doesn't produce growth. That doesn't produce, you know, transformation and healing and all the stuff that we need. And so when you listen to this episode, I want you to actually listen with the intent to learn something and to grow and to change because that's what this entire episode is going to be about. That's what this whole conversation is about. So without further ado, Dr. Jennifer, I know it might not be a legit, you know, you might not be a doctor yet, but I'm going to call you doctor because you really are. You really are. So welcoming Dr. Jennifer to the How to Turn Your Goals into the Into Reality podcast. Girl, how are you? 
Thank you. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me here. <laughs> You're awesome. <laughs> You're awesome. So first, I want to talk about what you do, your podcast, what you talk about on your podcast, and all that stuff. Let's start there. Okay. So I am the host of the the Heal and Grow Journey podcast. Okay. And on that platform, what I do is I pretty much just focus on breaking the silence, um, ending the stigma, and creating awareness, um, preferably in the the Black community, but also in general for all people, because yeah. we all need it, but around mental health and wellness. Um, there's so much stigma associated with it um, for, for all people, you know. Yeah. Um, but I do target the Black community a lot because I feel like there's so much resistance there. Um, and yeah. we really need the awareness. Um, and so I do target them. But again, like I said, it's for everybody. And I just get very vulnerable on that platform. I I get vulnerable sharing my own personal um, stories and then just, you know, having other people on there that share their stories. Mm-hmm. And we go deep. Mm-hmm. We really do a deep dive and we basically talk about a lot of like childhood trauma and the the importance of basically looking at at the core, doing a root cause analysis of unresolved issues. I love and that. how it might be showing up in your adult life, in your day to day life. Yeah. Um, you know, because I started my my healing journey back in 2017. Yeah. And at that point, I was just really sick and tired of being sick and tired. I'm like, okay, I'm going around in circles. Yeah. I'm not happy. You know, I'm repeating certain patterns. Yeah. Happening over and over again. And I'm like, why is this happening? (laughs) You know, why am I in conflict? You know what I mean? And then I was having um, health issues. Yeah. Just, you know, just so many different things. And I'm like, my God, like, what is the root of all of this? Mm. And, you know, God just started to reveal to me like, okay, you need to go deeper. You need yeah. to go deeper. Um, you need to go deeper. And so, you know, part of my story that I share on my podcast is that um, when I was, I think it was seven or eight, I was sexually violated, yeah. you know, as a child. Mm-hmm. And I obviously was aware that that happened, but I kind of buried that. Oh, so girl, I know. I know. I buried it so deep. Um, I never, I think I had only shared it with one person, like a friend, but I never told an adult. Yeah. Nobody, you know, my, my mother didn't know. Nobody knew. Um, and it wasn't until, mind you, I have three children. I have two boys and one girl. And my daughter is my youngest. My She's five years old. And it wasn't until I had my daughter and she wow. started coming up. And these unresolved issues started surfacing. Because I started getting paranoid. I didn't want to leave my daughter with anybody. I didn't want her to sit oh on my gosh. lap. I mean, like, it was extreme, like yeah. paranoia. Like, yeah. And it was like, why is this happening? And then I just started to realize, like, wow, I, I never processed what happened to me as a little girl. Mm. And so, you know, that was kind of like my breaking point um, to, to, to take the time to start therapy and start, you know, talking about this and, and, and digging deeper. And then, you know, when I started therapy, 
you know, my therapist was like, well, you know, all of this is connected to that unresolved root right there. Wow. You know, like some of the stuff that was, you know, stuff that I was, that was happening on my job, how wow. I relate to people, you wow. know, in my marriage, like everything was so connected to wow. the unresolved trauma. So I was like, whoa, <laughs> exactly. Huge eye opener. And I was like, well, I know if that was the case for me, a lot of people out here need to understand that your unresolved issues and traumas. Yeah will show up at some point if it's not already showing up in your health. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It will be, you know, showing up in how you relate to people, friendships, romantic relationships, you know what I mean? Unhealthy coping mechanisms. Yeah. It's so much, you know, and we just we don't realize that that's what it's connected to. Man, you just like dropped so many <laughs> gems along that path right there. I'm like trying to pick them up. I'm like here but sweeping up behind you trying to pick it up. But um, okay, so let's let's start with when your daughter was born, you started having these these like ideas of like, I want to protect her. I want to make sure nothing happens to her, you know, and you were kind of you said in your own words, you were really extremely paranoid. So how did you process that paranoia what made you seek out a therapist outside of having these ideas and knowing that this is abnormal what made what allowed you to give yourself permission to go and work with a therapist because I know especially for us black people therapy Mm -hmm. and counseling is not something that is like typical for us it's not the first choice for us so what led you there yeah um what led me there is is really because I didn't want to project my unprocessed trauma onto other people. Yeah. I didn't want to project it onto my husband or project it onto my daughter and my sons by just being so overly protective. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I realized like, if I don't get a handle on this, although my intentions are in the right place. I want to be, I'm in like that mama bear protection mode, Yeah, but it can be too much. It can be too excessive. Yeah. Um, And so I realized that that's not healthy and I didn't want to, I don't want to traumatize my own kids. I don't want to, you know, even though it would be a different type of trauma, Mm -hmm. but it's traumatizing. You know what I mean? Like why, why is mom like, why can't I sit on anybody's lap? Why can't I sit on dad's lap or, you know, uncle on so-and-so's lap or right. you know what I mean like right what's the big deal yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean like yeah. most kids are like okay so I didn't want you know what I mean to to allow my unresolved stuff and just project it onto everybody I didn't mm-hmm. want that mm-hmm. so my motivation was to be uh, a good example you yeah. know what I mean for my family and and to to pass down healing and not more trauma I was just about to say that. <laughs> I was just about to say that. There's this quote. Um, I, I I attend a lot of transformation church services. And there's this quote that they said in their Christmas play. Something about um, what is not transformed is transferred. Right. Mm. And pretty much what they were saying was, if we don't get healed from our own family drama or family pain, family experiences, then we're going to pass that down to our kids subconsciously without even right. being aware of it, you know, the unforgiveness, the anger, the holding a grudge, the, you know, always bickering and arguing. Like I can say something that, that I picked up 
growing up is that like, you know, I'm um, getting drunk and like over drinking is normal. That's just mm -hmm. what you do when you drink. You don't just drink just for the taste. You drink because you're going to get drunk and you're going to go have fun and you're going to go be wild and fight somebody, you know, like mm. I, to me, it was all normal. It was cool. And this is what the life that I wanted until I realized, no, that's actually that might get me killed, you know, in the club. If I'm, you know, picking a fight with the wrong girl, what if she has a knife? What if she has a gun? What if she has, you know? And so when I realized that, I was like, this is this is all backwards. Why did I think that this was life? This is the way that people do it, you know? And yeah. um, and so it's been a couple of years since I've been to the club. The last time maybe was when I was 18 and I'm 29 now. So it's been a long time. But yeah, just small things like that. Even money habits, the way that we spend, mm, the way yep. that we feel about money, the way that we treat money, you know, it, it, there's yep. just so many things connected to this. So I love that, that um, you're talking about this and that we're going there, you know, we're having this conversation. Yeah. Cause it's all, you know, all of this, we store all this stuff in our subconscious mind. It's yeah. the way that we've been conditioned, uh, even including like, you know, how we, our money habits, cause it's all learned behavior. Right. And, you know, throughout the day, you're, you're operating from your subconscious mind majority of the time. And yeah. you're not even, you're on that autopilot, you know, you're yeah. just going with the flow autopilot. And you're not always conscious of, you know, how you're perceiving things and, right. and, and, you know, what's this, where this behavior is coming from. You just do it, you know, yeah. like you're just, you've been conditioned to do it that way. Right. So, you know, that's why it's so important to start the healing journey because part of that is unlearning every, you know, some of the stuff that the conditioning that's not healthy. Right. You know, right, to right. kind of reverse that. So it's like learning new things and new habits and unlearning you know, the old stuff that, that doesn't serve you anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So I know, um, in our, in our society and especially on social media in the like personal development world and, and the, the, you know, a motivational world, there's a lot of talk about addressing your limit, limiting beliefs and uncovering the things that are holding you back, but nobody really breaks down and, and helps us to understand how to do that and what, specifically those things are because when we have limiting beliefs we don't really realize that oh this is actually a limiting belief this is the thing that's holding me back and so in your own journey how did you realize that you know these things that you were doing before whether it was with your money with your kids within your relationships with your husband everything how did you realize that those things were holding you back or like limiting beliefs that's a great question um I'm just a very analytical person, okay. uh, just just naturally. Um, yeah. And then for work, like I, I analyze stuff all day yeah. as well. So, <laughs> um, so I think I'm a little extreme with it. So for me, it's been a little bit easier because I'm always, if, if I'm going through something just naturally, like I want to get down to the root of it. I'm going to take on. time to sit there and sit with myself and try to figure out, you know, did this happen because of this or, you know, just trying to connect the dots. So I'm always trying to do like some type of analysis. So with wow. that being said, it, it helps me um, with my, my level of self-awareness. I have a lot of self-awareness for the most part, just on my own. Right. Yeah. Um, but definitely talking to a therapist truly helped me because 
what therapists do, they're not trying to tell you what to do with your life or tell you what decisions to make. All they do is bring things to your awareness Mm, and then give you the tools and then you can go ahead and make a, a healthy choice. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. a lot of the times it's just because we're not aware. Um, or you might say it's like a level of emotional intelligence that, you know, we may be a little off with. But um, so once you're aware of something, then you can, yeah, govern yourself accordingly after that. So so for me, that was that was like huge. Just the assistance from from my therapist, just bringing things to my my consciousness that I wasn't able to see. You know, some yeah. things were in, like in my blind spots and I just, I, I really would not have figured it out without the help of a therapist on certain things. Yeah. For sure. And then just reading, you know, books, um, mm-hmm. you know, th- books are great. I love, I love to read. Um, I love to, you know, listen to podcasts, like your podcast, um, up sermons, like yeah. anything where someone's going to like feed my spirit, you know what I mean? Um, and just, I love to to just get a different perspective. I'm open to different perspectives because I know I don't know everything, you know what I mean? And so it's like, you have to just be open-minded and just, you can't think it's just your way or the highway. You know what I mean? So if you're just at least open to the idea that they're, how you're doing things can be done a different way. Mm, You know what I mean? So good. You just have to be open to it. Yeah. Yeah. I found that for me in my own life, like just being open to other people's perspectives and ideas has brought a lot of healing because, you know, when, when you grow up one way and you only experience life one way, then it's like, you know, what options do I have? I don't see anything else because I've only ever been exposed to this one way of doing it. Right. And so, when I started to listening, listening to people who had successful marriages, were had like a lot of money, had, you know, the things that I wanted in my life, a successful business, all these different things. It was like, I'm not actually stuck doing it this way. And, you know, something else, a lot of times we as black women, we think I got to figure it out on my own. I got to be independent. I got to be strong. I got to just like do this because I can, I know that I can. And so might as well just do it. And so in my business, I found myself really like, you know, even though I knew it was good to ask for help, work with coaches and all that stuff, I still felt like 80% of like the load was on me because I just needed to figure this out, get it to work and just like hustle bustle through it. And it wasn't until um, I started working with my coach now, um, who is really incredible and is all about perspective shifting and like you know healing the traumas and all that stuff in business can you imagine he's talking about healing traumas and stuff but it's it's connected exactly exactly it's all connected it is I mean because you know in the workplace like let's say if you're um a manager or you're in some type of leadership role and you have like direct reports you know and things like that people reporting up to you you know and if you have unprocessed trauma you just have issues <laughs> you know like you are going to project those issues in yeah. some shape form or fashion yeah. you know what I mean onto other people and if not that just you have a we all have a filter over our eyes and we are seeing things through a different lens mm. and when you have a lot of unprocessed trauma your lens it's kind of like it's blurry Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You're seeing things so differently. I don't want to yeah. say tainted, but yeah. um, it's a filter. It's yeah. 
literally a filter. And it's like, the more you start to dig and you heal and you start to, you know, just peel back the layers, you know what mm. I mean? It's not an overnight process, yeah. but that filter, it starts, you start to get more clarity. Yeah. You start to just see things clearer. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you, so you understand, well, you know, the reason why I was doing things this way previously, I was in survival mode. Yeah. So it is key to have self-compassion mm-hmm. for yourself mm-hmm. because you, the way that you were operating, that's so what you good. had to do to, to survive in that environment at that point in time. You yeah. know, that was just your, your, your brain's normal way of trying to protect you. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's like, okay, in this environment, we got to behave like this. You know what I mean? Like whether it's like, I've got to be a people pleaser yeah, or, yeah, yeah. you know, like there's just different things that you had to do in certain environments. You know what I mean? Like mm. to survive, but now you might be in the, you're not in that environment anymore. And so those ways that you learned and you were conditioned to survive, it's no longer serving you. If, if anything now it's like mm. self-sabotage. Wow. You know what I mean? In this environment. And so, you know, but, but you've, you've not figured that out yet. You know what I mean? Because it's, it's not, you're not aware. So, you know, so it's like, okay, still have self-compassion. You know what I mean? Still love yourself. You know, you're doing the best that you can, you know what I mean? But now it's like, okay, we're shifting from surviving to thriving, right? Right. You know, we don't want to just survive only. We, We can do better than that. We can thrive. Exactly, exactly. So it's like, how do we get to that next level? And it's important. You need the help. You can't do it, you know, all by yourself. You know, yeah. I we we have that superwoman syndrome. Yeah. That's, you know, where we got to do everything, but it's not realistic. Exactly. You know what I mean? We need mm-hmm. each other. We need other yeah. people. We need community. Yeah. You know what I mean? So definitely. Man, girl, you got to you got to dive into that more for us. So the way the way to to heal the way to break out of the generational dysfunction and the patterns that we have in our life is to surround ourselves. So you said three things. You said one, it's through being self-aware. Two, it's through working with a therapist or a coach, someone experienced and, and who's able to help us. And then three, listening to book, reading books, listening to podcasts, and just putting ourselves in a new environment um, to be exposed to new ideas, new perspectives, and all that jazz. And so when it comes to actually transforming, because you know, we can put ourselves in those environments, we can we can hire the coach, we can, you know, do the work and, and try to be self aware and all that. But when it comes to actually transforming to actually crossing the line and saying, okay, I'm not doing that old thing anymore. I'm not responding in that old way anymore. I'm going to create a new legacy, a new response, a new way of being. How do you actually like begin to morph into who you're meant to be and like just begin to grow? Because your environment, the people around you will tell you like, girl, you don't do that. Don't even don't play yourself. You know, like don't don't you know, you want to spend the money, go spend the money. You know, you want to disrespect your husband and talk about him behind his back right now. Go do that thing. Right. You know, you want to chill on your goals and not do anything. You want to go binge watch Netflix instead of being disciplined and committed. Go binge watch and watch Netflix. Enjoy your life. You only live once. Right. Like the people around you are going to encourage you to stay where you are. So how do you break out of like that environment and actually transform? That's a great question. So, you know, when you embark on this journey, you know, a lot of times your relationships are going to change. We got to talk about that. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You know, because 
sometimes your existing relationships and not just romantic relationships, I mean, friendships, family members, you know, like you said, like they're going to encourage you to stay the same sometimes, you know what I mean? And when you start to grow and you're, or even you just express the desire, you know what I'm saying? That you want to change, you want to better yourself. You want to do things different. You don't want to be this way anymore, or you don't want to go to those places no more, you know, or you don't want to smoke and drink no more. You don't want to, you know what I mean? Like, so everybody might not be supportive of that. Yeah. And so you got to make a decision for yourself. Mm. Like, okay, Mm. so good. This person is might actually be hindering my growth right now. Yeah. And so I have to make a healthy choice and figure out what's best for me in this season of my life. Mm. And I'm not saying that you just go around cutting people off, but yeah. you might enforce some boundaries. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and you, you know, you need to communicate with them, let them know what path you're on. And if they yeah. can honor that, you know what I mean? Then they can probably grow with you you know what I mean but Mm -hmm. then there are some that that they just may not you know and they may not respect your boundaries either and so at that point you have to decide okay can I continue to engage with in this or is this a distraction or you know you gotta you might have to limit your your contact with that individual yeah um, or you may have to just you know and and the the connection all together so you have to determine that but at the root of it, I think it's just making a healthy choice. Mm. That's what I tell myself. Like when yeah. a, a particular scenario presents itself, whether it's if I need to save and not spend, you know, if it's, oh, how am I going to re- respond, you know what I mean, to this potential disagreement yeah, yeah. That, I, that might be taking place between my husband and I, yeah. or you know what I mean? how am I going, you know, what am I going to do with the kids this weekend? Like, I just always tell myself, just make a healthy choice. Even if it comes down to what I'm going to eat, you know, what what I'm going to put in my body, make a healthy choice. Yeah. And so whatever that is in that situation, you know what a healthy choice is. Nobody has to tell you, you know, this choice right here ain't going to be healthy. This one would be healthy, but I may not want to do it. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to do it, but you know, you just got to keep telling yourself, okay, I'm going to make a healthy choice. I'm going to make a healthy choice. You know yeah. what I mean? And, you know, sometimes you get, you got to get more granular with it. So yeah. for me, if I look at the bigger picture, I get overwhelmed mm-hmm. and I'm like, I can't do this. This is just too much. Mm-hmm. So I just take it one day at a time. Yeah. Today, make a healthy choice. If you just focus on today and be present for today. Yeah. It, it just becomes less intimidating. You can mm-hmm. make a healthy choice today, even though you didn't really want to, but you did it, right? Right, for today. right. So then tomorrow, you can just convince yourself again, just focus on that day, just focus yeah. on the present. Yeah. So I think focusing on the present is very key as yeah. well. Yeah. Oh, that's powerful. I love how you broke down the idea of making a healthy choice. And nobody needs to tell us what a healthy choice is. We all know instinctively whether something is going to benefit us or not, whether it's healthy or not, productive or not. So like, even when I think about my own life and and the different challenges and things that come up for me that prevent me from my goals and dreams and stuff, if I just ask myself, hey, is this a healthy choice right now or is it not? Then I can actually you know, see that incremental growth, that incremental progress and, and things that I'm looking for. Because a lot of people come, they'll send me DMs and stuff on, on Instagram and emails. And they'll say, you know, 
I had this whole plan for the year. I had this goal that I wanted to attain. And, you know, I told myself that I would achieve this five years ago. And so this year I wanted to do it, get it done. And still, for some reason, I didn't do it. You know, I, I feel like I'm behind in my life. I feel like I'm not progressing. Like, give me some advice. And I feel like this episode is the solution. You know what I mean? Because it doesn't giving giving some inspirational good idea like, OK, yeah, go do X, Y, Z. That's not going to heal the, 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 the thing that's preventing you from growing. You need to actually get to the root of the trauma. You know, it's like what you said, um, the things that we experience in our life that that go unhealed show up in everything because how we do one thing is how we do everything. Who we are in one area is who we are in everything. So mm -hmm. I love that. I just love that we're having this conversation really and truly. Yeah. I mean, cause I can look back and, and think about how, yeah, just my, my behaviors when it came to, to um, my finances, Yeah, I can see how there were times where I was stuck there. Um, and that was, you know, also just kind of at the core related to, um, I don't want to say like that, that one isolated incident of, you know, in my childhood, but, you know, right. just throughout the, throughout the years, you know, I've experienced trauma in other areas of my yeah, life, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, so it wasn't true. just like that one trauma when I was like seven or eight, you know, yeah. but good point. that is unresolved, you know, it can open you up to, to more trauma because yeah. as a child, for example, you know, at the core, what I was struggling with was like, just not feeling worthy, yeah. a feeling of worthlessness, right, right, right. Um, like I'm not good enough, mm -hmm. you know, things like that. And so that right there can open you up to other things. So yeah. you may get into unhealthy relationships. You may mm. stay in abusive situations longer than you should yeah, because you don't think you're worthy of more. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that could be, I could think of times, you know, when it was like in, in the workplace, staying at a job too long. <laughs> when, yep. If I would have known my worth at that time, I would have left right. a long time ago. You know right. what I mean? So it's just, yeah. it, it can just open you up to so many different things. And you realize like, wow, why you tolerated this, why you tolerated that, why you made that choice, et cetera, et cetera. You know, it really can just tie back to a lot of things that were just unresolved. And unfortunately, for some reason, it just starts in childhood because that's where we were conditioned. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? That's just mm -hmm. where it starts. So yeah. we have to be okay with just doing that self-reflection yeah. and just sitting there and, and just reflecting and just, you know, go all the way back and then come come to the present day yeah oh so good so what I'm what I'm getting from what you just said is in our childhood that's the beginning of um the conditioning because we're so young we don't know anything yet we come into the world as a blank slate and so our environment kind of teaches us what life is. Our parents teach us what life is. When we see how our mom behaves, we think, okay, this is what a woman does. This is this is what she looks like. This is what she sounds like. When we see our dad, if he's in our life, we think, okay, this is how a man behaves. This is the kind of man, you know, that, that I um, should surround myself with because this is the man who loves me while I'm growing up. And so this is what I'm going to look for when I get older. And I remember being like in middle school and hearing, I think it was maybe on like Movi Povich or something, one of those shows where it's like they had like the wild teens, you know, out doing all kinds of stuff and the, the parents bring them in and then the kids go to like some boot camp or something. I was watching one of those episodes and there was a counselor there and he said something along the lines of like, 
a daughter will always like be drawn to a man who's like her father. And I never understood it because I was like, what about the girls who don't have a dad? Like I grew up without a dad. So I'm like, so what am I going to be drawn to? It didn't make sense to me. But mm. now that I'm older and I've had, you know, experiences with men and I look back on the type of dudes that I dated and the, the, the relationships that I accepted and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, that was that was rooted in, in my trauma of not having my dad there, you know? Yes. And I can actually relate to that because my my dad, he um, he died when I was seven years old. OK. And so, you know, that was. I was also, you know, part of my, one of like the the core wounds that I was healing from that I yeah. didn't even realize that I needed to heal from. But mm-hmm. I, I grew up kind of having that void of, yeah. of, and I felt abandoned, even though he didn't That's abandon it. me, he he's deceased. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I still oh. felt abandoned. Yeah. Um, And so I, I, I didn't realize that, but through, through the years, you know, I just was like, wow, like I there's a, there's like a void here. Yeah. And so um, I wouldn't say that I was like looking for how that manifested in the kind of men that I looked for. I think that it was just definitely a need to feel accepted. Yeah. A need to definitely feel like I belonged. Yeah. You just wanted to feel like, you know, a part of something because I right. felt so abandoned right, right, right. from my dad's death. And I, I never, I had never realized that for like so many years, let me say I did not know. So it's just like, it's so interesting when you start to do the work, you know what I mean? All right. So that is a wrap for episode or for part one of this two part series. And man, if you did not get any nuggets from that, then you were sleeping through the whole episode and you got to go back to the beginning and hit play because she just dropped some real heavy gems. We talked about how to heal from, you know, past trauma and experiences that you're carrying around with you today how to how to actually you know do the work to heal the things that are preventing you from being successful preventing you from going after your goals the the fears and the beliefs and the the um the things that you've held on to for so long that you don't even realize are keeping you crippled you know so if you missed like if you didn't get anything from what we just talked about you gotta stop it stop the episode right here go back and listen to it again because this conversation really like after we had it we, we were talking late at night and different things happened my kids came in the room they were um talking to me i had to get up i you know all kind of different things happened but by the end of this conversation i felt like yo t i gotta take this thing deeper you know as much work as i've done on myself on my mind on my heart and you know spiritually with jesus and all these kind of things like there's still so much more work to do you know so if you listen to that whole thing and got nothing from it i want you to go back and listen to it again all right and for those of you who listened and you've taken notes and you've you've gotten like some work to do now after listening to that i want you to use this the next seven days to go and apply it so that when we come back again next week to finish this conversation and you're gonna and you're gonna hear part two you're gonna be starting from a place of greater clarity and understanding and and a greater um with a clearer mind really you know when you begin to do the work when you begin to take action on the things that you know you got to do you're saying to yourself i am committed i am ready i am you know becoming who i'm meant to be 
I'm ready to do the work. I'm ready to, to, to achieve my goals. I'm ready, you know, and that's a big step in the right direction. So I applaud you. I support you. I believe in you. And now is the time to begin the work while you have the resources and the support. You can follow Jennifer. All of her, her contact details are in the show notes below, or you can go to the website, um, www.theresaforever.com backslash podcast, and you can get her information there. But yeah, I'm going to see you in the next episode. Ta-ta.